know what I'm saying? You don't you've been to battle and now you got your badge on. You know yeah. what I'm saying? This is what I this is what I overcame. I need this validation. Where am I in that? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's it was you got to think about it. it's a long time coming for me to have some type of, of appreciation that has some dignity or integrity attached to it now. Like after you after you work so much, after you do so much uh, yeah. and to now have it. And I'll say this, like there there are things that I did years and years ago while, while working for this job. Right. That that made me feel good about the things that I did, but there was never a reward or I never felt like there was a reward. And I think part, part of that was because mainly I wanted to be more focused on music and the youth programs. Right. right. I, that, I think that was my thing at the time to be more focused on the, the youth program, the kids and doing and doing music and trying to get away from working. But the more roles I got into with the company, it was just more like, all right, now that I'm here, how can I maximize this time? And the more that I started to be involved and maximize my time, the rewards, the recognition started to come into play. And now right. you now, now there now there is some satisfaction from it. I wouldn't say it's the ultimate satisfaction, but there is satisfaction from doing it. Um, and as competitive as I can be, I think you notice like I'm not, I'm not boastfully competitive. Like I'm the person that's gonna get stick my nose to the ground and, and go get it. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna boast, brag, or do anything like that when I go get it. Right. So I mean that's and that's kind of like kind of like advances like the whole thought process behind seeking that validation because we are driven and motivated by something differently you know what i'm saying like the ones who kind of are boastful they're not even necessarily doing that for you as much as they got to do that for them you know what i'm saying a self-convincing a self-affirmation and shit like that they're just doing it at the expense of others you know what i'm saying whereas like you say you put your nose to the ground and you get right to it sometimes that validation come from you saying I work hard for this. Where the, where the fuck is my respect? You know what I'm saying? So it's like two different conversations. Like everybody, it may, and it's, it goes beyond just the two. It's so many different reasons why people kind of like seek that validation, but a man is not seeking validation at all. Them, them people that kind of like just die away. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They kind of wither away. They, they become, they become, you know what I'm saying? Absent in the conversation. I never thought about it that way. I never thought about it like that. Yeah, man, because like think about like it, when you go to class reunion, there's certain people that get looked for. You know what I'm saying? Especially, and no matter what your social circle circle is, it's certain people that get looked for, and it's those that motherfuckers never even ask about. You know what I'm saying? Some people don't. You know what I'm saying? They go to high school, and when when the when a twenty year reunion come up, they'll show up to the reunion and everything. Motherfuckers don't even remember who that who that person is. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because they never their, their validation flag wasn't high enough. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, I just stick my nose to the ground because for me, it's I can show you better than I can tell you. Right. We built I know me and you specifically are built off action. We never mm. said we was going to do a song uh, or we never said a beat was going to get made or a project was going to come out and didn't stick to it unless some things came up that kept us from doing it. Right. Right. We've always been based off action. So for me, like I tell, I tell even the young, the young men and women or, or family members or, or women I deal with, if I tell you I love you, that is not a, just a word. That's a verb. That means there's action behind it. So I've always been a person based off action, whether right. it's whether it's a hug I give you, 
uh, some words of inspiration, some kind words to keep you in, 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 in a positive uh, space. Or if I do something for you, you know, if I if, if I buy you something or something like that, it's all been based off action. So even when it's work, music, this podcast, it's all the investment. It's all the investment. It's all the action that I put into it mm-hmm. to make sure that you have an understanding of, you know, I'm about I'm about action on whatever level. It, <clears throat> excuse me, on whatever level it is. Right. It's not just you're not going to waste the words and announce something that you're not even going to follow, follow through with. No, no, because, you know, I. I'm not I'm not built off that. And for those for the times that I do forget to follow through on my action, just remind me, you know, right. you can always remind me. But but hey, I'm human. There's 24 hours in a day, you know, and part of those days there's 10 or 12 hours I may be working and I may actually forget. So, you know, don't hold it to my heart. Hold right. it to my mind. Hold it to my mind and, and keep it. Keep it on me. I'll right. get to it at some point. Definitely. It's all about account- accountability. Yeah. Yeah. Accountability is another thing, though. Right. Like there are there are very few people, whether in life or 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 at work, you deal with situations like that where people aren't fully accountable. Right. Because you have to have self-awareness, man. Some people accountability is usually like uh, it's a it's a weapon against toward in the mind of people who don't have self-awareness. So if a person doesn't you know, what I'm saying see their own flaws and acknowledge that they need to self-improve then they're always going to feign account- accountability. They're always going to avoid it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like you holding a mirror up soon. Like, nigga, how dare you hold that mirror up and show me where I, where I was wrong? Because yeah, I don't like, think I was wrong. Yeah, what's wrong with you showing me what I did wrong? How about I just, I want to be able to just put it off on somebody else. Don't put that mirror on me. Sure. <laughs> can I put that on it? Can I put that on a shelf? Let me put that on a shelf. Don't decide for me when I have to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Turn it, turn it around. Face, put a face in the wall. I, d- I deal with people like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, psh, motherfuckers, motherfuckers don't want no accountability. Like they, they want to just pass the buck here, put it off to the side or we'll put this over there. And then when shit go wrong. And that's they, just because the embarrassment, they, you know, it's like, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's the embarrassment factor. You know how like niggas can't take a joke, that type of deal. You know what I'm saying? People who can't take a joke don't want to be embarrassed. They don't like public embarrassment. They don't like to be they don't want the mirror held up to them, and then they have to face the same thing they that everybody else see. You know what I'm saying? Because like it's like being, it's like a video game. It's like you're the main character, and everybody else is NPCs. You know what I'm saying? Like you go through Grand Theft Auto, and you could beat up on pedestrians. You know why? <laughs> For that very reason, no accountability. You know what I'm no saying? No accountability. <laughs> No account until somebody, I guess, walks up and shoots your motherfucking ass for doing exactly. That. Right? And now you're dealing with somebody else who the main character in their story. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, man. It's 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 a wild, it's a wild ride, man. But I'll I'll I I'm expecting to to be more involved with family as we go forward. Like I definitely want, I definitely would like to be to be more involved. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I don't want to continue to grow as a person. Mm-hmm. As a human, as a human being, and not have any involvement with the my with my dad's side of the uh, family, like it, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense to me. I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like stringing off of what we've been talking about because I feel like we've been like we we weaved in and out of a bunch of different conversations, but all within the same context. So, like, do you think that the concept of family that we seek? Is something that we see mostly on TV and in movies, but doesn't really exist for anybody in a real way. I think it is a 
So here, okay, here's my thing. I mean, like, I mean, hold on, before you answer, just think about it, because the way that it's outlined and portrayed on TV versus a reality, I have yet to meet an in, one individual out of all the people I've met who I can who can pretty much say that by eighty percent accuracy, their lives align with with a lot of what we envision to be that. But that's television, right? That's imagery. No, I didn't say TV. I said that. So the idea, the concept of what we think family should be like, you know, the family dinners on for the holidays, everybody get together for holidays and everybody enjoying everybody's company. I don't know no family, including mine, that has that. Like, it's not that. No, no person I know. Family cookouts. Even at the family cookouts, everyone is not there. You have people who couldn't make it because they're sick. You have people who couldn't make it because they were working. You got people who couldn't make it because in they were in jail. <laughs> correct. Or they're in uh, they're in Alcoholics Anonymous. And you got people that just don't want to show up because they don't like no fucking body. That's the point I'm making. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like that idea, the idea, like everything you named is like real world shit. So imagine that on a meta scale. So like you're talking about everybody on a global scale. If you got like different types of layers and issues, people who deal with anxiety, people who grow up feeling uh, whatever kind of way, they might've been growing up dealing with fucking anxiety. They might've grew up dealing with depression, never had it addressed. There's all types of different scenarios and shit that factor in. You know what I'm saying? So now you have like a, and let's say a family of five. So that's two parents, maybe, and three kids. You know what I'm saying? It's already hard to make money to take care of that. And depending on where you live in a metropolitan city. So most likely you're going to, you're going to separate yourself from everybody and focus on that because it's so fucking expensive. So let's say it's a single parent home. Yeah. That little unit might be close. They might not be close because mom probably ain't got no time because she always working, taking care of the, the bills for the kids and making sure they have clothes and stuff for school. So when they grow up and they they get out there in the world and they get grown, they're going to seek what they imagine family to be right, versus right. what, you know what I'm saying, what they know family to be because they know that that experience isn't something they don't want to replicate. So they keep on seeking out this, this idea of a family that doesn't really exist for anybody. We all yeah, got yeah. struggles. Because the family that they're coming from, whatever it's lacking, that's what they're what they're seeking when they when they step out is that that validation that we was talking about right yeah. i'm, I'm yeah. looking for different pieces of family that i don't necessarily get from home myself included as a young yeah. man growing up right yeah. i'm i'm hanging out with this group of guys because i don't have that at home there's nothing but women when i get home you mm-hmm. know what i mean so I, I need to be around guys that i relate to you know and right. and at some point, yeah, I want validation. I want to show them that I, I, I do deserve my respect. I do want to show them different, you know, different sides of me. I do want to show them loyalty. I do want to show them I'm tough. So, you know, I don't think the family dynamic, no matter for me, because I know it's television, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I've yet to see a family ever be extremely perfect. I've yet to see a situation where families come together to resolve issues on a major scale where everybody gets involved. Like that's, that's not real world shit. I didn't, I've never, I've never seen that in real life. And again, 
because we take it take into account that it's all somebody's writing. Somebody's writing is this is all their idea. This is what they imagine. And they just happen to have the highest platform to project their imagination onto to the world. Your imagination is personal. Ain't too, ain't too many people you're going to listen, going to sit there and listen to you talk about what your idea of a family is. You know what I'm saying? They were like, man, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? But this motherfucker gets to write about it, have people pay to film it and have people act it out. And now you have this, you have this individual or this group of people's idea of what a family is projected to the world. And everybody else say, ah, that's, that looks interesting. I want that. You know what I'm saying? Subconsciously, that's what's being done. And, and, and as, as cool as it may seem, you, you leave people with like a lofty goal or expectation. Unattainable. Of what- Unattainable. Yeah, because you're talking about, again, we're talking a family of however many people with their own personal flaws, their own tra- traumas that, that was brought. And think about the black community, bro. How much shit. So think about how this shit poured. Did you freeze up? All right, what was you saying? Family dynamic? Bro, I was saying so much shit. Unattainable <laughs> goal, right? So it's a it's a lofty goal or expectation when they put those type of images out there. And it's it's a false perception. You know what I mean? Like when you're telling guys or people in general that you know this is how family should look, that's probably what you want it to look like, but that's not the reality. And the only way to make something like that actually happen is for an individual, whether it's man, whether it's man, woman, boy, child, whoever it is, girl, woman, whatever. You have to be willing to step up and take on that role and be aggressive in that role and say, this is how my family is going to come together. But guess what, though? That has to be that's that's a super lofty, idealistic way to even approach it, mainly because you're talking individuals. You know what I'm saying? Because like, yeah, that individual, you might come in as the man. I'm the head of the household. I'm the king of my castle, blah, blah, blah. I want my family to be this way. The this way portion of it is where everything kind of becomes real shaky, because when she enters and she she can get on your program and become your wife and be submissive and blah, blah, blah. But she's still in her mind. Got an idea how she wants her family to be. So now you got these two similar ideas but they contrast in certain areas and somebody got to compromise or both sides got to compromise on some things until things start to mesh you see what i'm saying and you don't get a lot of time to get that right you know what i'm saying that's when motherfuckers be having their issues and they be arguing and and fighting and shit like that you get right back to the chaos because those those goals are so lofty and so unrealistic that it does not account for the nuances yeah, and, and that was another thing that I bring up when I'm dating. Like, I always bring that up. Like, hey, you know what you see on TV, that leave it to Beaver, Picket Fence, White House, or whatever it is, bullshit that they put on there. That's an awesome That's an awesome way of looking at life. But if we're being realistic, life really doesn't happen like that. You know what I mean? We don't, we don't necessarily come from those type of environments. And let's just say if we were to settle down, and I'm making 200 grand and you're making a hundred grand, or maybe you're making more than I am. Right. Right. There are still going to be things that we need to work on as human beings. When we're saying what the goal is as a family, as a man, woman, uh, uh, as a relationship marital, right? right. What, what is your goal? And then compared to my goal, what is that? Because if we're going to come together and make that happen, there has to be a medium, right? You, you, we can't you can't have one goal and not have another goal and then 
we're just smacking off of each other and, and, and causing chaos, chaos all over the place. Cause that's not, that's not going to work. I got another, another component to throw in there that might even be put into consideration because we are talking about an era that we know of that was like a common thing to see. And that's, you know I'm saying? The television and movies, the concept of family in that way. Right. So now we are talking uh, a 20, 30 year difference where now mostly all everything that's visualized in terms of how, how men and women uh, relate as far as families go, it's almost like it's, it's all destructive. We're talking the, the uh, real housewives and the love and hip hops and shit like that, where it's like, motherfuckers, it's like, ain't no family because you can't trust the motherfucker you with. And that's not real. And that's not real either, but it's one of those things where it creates, it, it has the same impact. It creates doubt. You know what I'm saying? It, it creates false, false expectations. Yeah, and, and people love to see those type of things happening, right? The drama of it all. Yeah, because they feel like they can relate to it. They feel yeah. like, man, I've seen that before, so it must be real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But we're not, we're not thinking about all the things that kind of lend, a, lend a, a, a trigger to that particular dysfunction. Because people come from dysfunctional backgrounds. People right. Come from the same, same reason why you can't get this is the same reason why this is popular over here. The exact same reason. Because we're fucking human. Yeah, but but the messiness of it, you know, and it's not to knock nobody that listen that watches those shows or anything, but the messiness of it. Like I, I understand you want to see something entertaining, but yeah. I always remember that's somebody else's mess. Yeah. That ain't your that ain't necessarily your life. You may relate to certain parts of it, but that's not your mess. Don't ingest that shit and think that when you get into a relationship or a relationship that you're in. You can perform and act those things out and think that it's going to work out and go over well with the man that you're dealing with. You know what I mean? Like some men won't. I, I, the young lady I dated, when she would when she would watch that shit, I would sit there and watch some of it with her. And when I would fall asleep, she would get upset about it. And, and she was like, why won't you stay up? She's like, I'll stay up and watch your shows. Why won't you stay up and watch this? I was like, because it's very messy and it's very negative. Like you're 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 taking in negative imagery all the time like for two right. hours when you're sitting there watching <laughs> that and she was like but it's it's fun to me i was like okay <laughs> and, and but I, and I told her i said so what part of this is actually applicable to your life how can you apply this how can you yeah make it work make it how you can how can you take this and apply it to your day in your day in the day out function <laughs> So she would get mad and like everything, everything is about why is everything about being smart to you? I was like, it's not about being smart. It's just the fact that I see some of I see some of the women try to act these things out in real life and it don't go the way they think it's going to go. Facts. Facts. I'm going to be cla hand clapping in front of another bitch face. And now, hey, now, boo boo. <laughs> All that old shit. Then fuck around, get hit in the head with a bottle and, from behind. And, <laughs> and I And I asked her, I said, what do you think is going to happen if you hand clap in front of my little sister's face? Do you think that that conversation is going to stay the way it is, or she's going to tell you to stop before she busts your motherfucking lip? And all the cameras that around ain't for no damn TV show. <laughs> <laughs> they are all to record your ass whooping and post it. All right? world star. <laughs> you know what I mean? So is we we would have those conversations, and I stayed up. I, I would stay up every now and again and watch it with a you know just. So what I told her, we'll make it. We'll make it like more of an, an event. I will sit and watch it, and we'll we'll do it around dinner, and I'll drink my wine and chill out. 
and we'll do it that way, which made it a little bit easier for me to watch. But as you know, when I'm not, when it's something that I don't get nothing out of, when I don't get no enjoyment out of, or it doesn't do anything fulfilling for me, it becomes a background music. Yep. It becomes yep. a background music. So I told her, like, I'll watch it with you. But while we watching, I'd rather give you a massage, you know what I mean? Or, or, okay. or get you something out of it. <laughs> so that was a deal. Right. And it, and it worked until it didn't work. And I was like, all right, we got to we got to find something else because I can't listen to nobody calling a, a woman a bitch over and over again. I can't listen to that. But I, what I did realize was that even in the midst of that, there are shows that I like that still do some of that. Right. The Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. you know, Succession these shows still have some of these components in it. Maybe not as, 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 as raw, you know, because what you're into is narrative driven, you know what I'm saying? So it's storytelling and it's not like some messy contrived uh, reality. You see what I'm saying? Or something that it's like, it's kind of the same reason why I don't like Tyler Perry movies. You know what I'm saying? It's like, the, the components that that I feel like are, are the most entertaining of a movie don't exist in that because I it, there's too much mess. You know what I'm saying? It's, not to say all his movies have that, but it's like most elements of, of I guess the way it portrays the black family, I got a problem with. Or the black man. But I was wondering this though, because again, it's all, it's all subjective. It's all, you know what I'm saying, based on perspective or whatever. But maybe the reason why I feel that way about it, too, is because I see it as another extension of what we were talking about anyway. You know what I'm saying? That'd be like another, that's a third component of what what the idea of family looks like to people. You know what I'm saying? It's super popular. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you got the, you got the, the super fantastical side of it. You got the love and hip hop, uh, everybody ain't shit component. And then you got like the, the, you don't trust your man. You don't trust your wife. Tyler Perry shit. Yeah. You know it, it, nobody trusts nobody. And only people, only person can fix it is grandma. There's so <laughs> much. It's it's some sensationalism in there, man. It's it for me. It's I, I'd rather just read my book. I'd rather just read a book. I got I got a shelf, two shelves full of books. I'd rather just read a book, man. But I get it. Like people want to be able to escape their reality for a little bit. But why take a why why escape? All right. Why would a person escape their reality by looking at projections of a reality similar to their own but more fantastical you see what i'm saying whereas like you watch game of thrones there's the narrative that's driven behind that is a little bit more out you know what I'm saying? It, it makes your imagination work a little bit more you know what i'm saying if it doesn't challenge the imagination it's not really good storytelling you know what i'm saying it's just a bunch of words and some actors you know what I'm saying if you think about it like that's why it's so much comedy in almost everything, because most comedies don't have to be driven by anything other than the fact that they can make you laugh. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's, it's like, the, and I'm not saying it's not hard to make people laugh, but you know, you take the Cosby show, the reason why that was popular, if that was a drama, you think that would have been as good as if it was a comedy? Nah. You see what I'm saying? Same thing with like, um, shit, uh, man, so many of them, Family Matters. Family Matters, yeah, Family Matters was another good one. But they did have their serious moments, just like the Cosby did. Yeah. I think family matters might have been more serious at times. I think I think what it is though is like the idea that the 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 premise has to be fed with sugar on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They had to sweeten it up because they know that it's so outside the realm of reality. The only way to get people to really pay attention to it is if you sweeten it. 
You know what I'm saying? Because fam- there's no, there are no examples, no true examples of family being that. No. You know what I'm saying? That we can speak of. And there's it's idealism. It's all it is. We're all idealistic in that way. And ain't no wrong with that. But when you start going into like the, the love and hip hop portion of it, that's not, I mean, that's not to say that that way of living don't exist, but that's not indicative of what family is or what friends or all that shit. That's not how we move. You know, it's sensationalized, but of course they got to sweeten it up. I mean, I, and I definitely, me and you, we, we, we got family members. We know family members. We know people who have family members like that, that are off the wall and wild and, and they, and they super fantastic gangster and all this other crazy shit. But yep. even when it comes to the, the family component, there are parts of them that just kind of settle down when they get around the family and, yep. and they'll chill out. You know, they, they're, they're not as messy, they, even though there are messy family members. There are just certain ones who just know that when they get around the family to just chill the fuck out. Yeah, they know how to turn that shit on and off. Yeah. I think that's why, like me and my cousin, Corey, we're super close, man. It's like because re- I'm like as many cousins as I grew up with, I know, you know how like everybody kind of like go their own path, whatever, whatever uh, path their decisions take them on. It's kind of like where they head. So I'm looking at it like with me and Corey, Corey made a conscious effort to always stay in contact with me. You know, so I always stayed in contact with him. He like my brother. You know what I'm saying? So like and he live all the way in Tampa. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He worked. He, he's an electrician. He, he's a traveling electrician and shit. So he in Illinois. If I pop up in the city right now, and uh, I hit him up, I know he got to work probably in the morning. He'll drop everything. Drive from uh, I forgot. It's like two hours south of Chicago. Wow. He'll drive, he'll drive all the way up, kick it with me, and leave to go to work from there. Wherever his assignment is, he'll leave wherever we at. And go to work from there. That's how hard it, you know what I'm saying? He'll kick it with me. You know what I'm saying? He'll probably drop. If I say, dude, I need you to uh come all the way out here, I need you to take care of something for me. He'll drop everything and, and do that. You know what I'm saying? If he, even if he had to hop a plane, that's how he moved. You know what I'm saying? That's how tight we are. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when it comes to family, that's to me, is like he's doing what he knows he wants. You see what I'm saying? That's how he views family. So he's performing it. Yeah, I'm saying everybody does that. Everybody, everybody. Has own, everybody has their own way of doing it. It's just that it's not normally received well if it's not ideal, because a person can only do the best they can do. You know what I'm saying? Some people are make no excuses type. Some people make excuses because they shit they they want you to understand, or they just want a way out. Yeah, saying people doing everybody's doing their own version of it. Yeah, absolutely, and, and um. I think, I, like I said, I bring that up from time to time, like when I'm dealing with my little sister or, or, or my cousins or the young man that I mentor, whoever it may be. I tell them all the time, don't let the TV confirm or give you an idea of what your family life should be like. Only you can determine that. If you want something similar to that, just know it's not going to always turn out that way. You can, you can strive to acquire what they're what they're, the imagery that they're putting out but you always have to remember that that is just tv man and in real life it doesn't really work like that it just doesn't like as much as i want to be tight with with family members as much as i want to be around them all there's a part of me that still goes yo i ain't seen y'all 20 30 40 years so it's kind of like i don't i don't like where's the association yep. you know in a, in a time that I haven't been around y'all. I've I've established 
relationships with people that I've known just as long as you guys in that time frame. And I trust them more. I trust some of them with my life. Mm -hmm. You dig? So it, 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 and there's not no knock on them. It's not no knock on them at all. It's just to say that, you know, getting, building these relationships with them is just a little bit harder. Um, I, I, I choose to do it because I still want to know my family. That's why I kind of look at like, uh, like, cause in our own, in our own objective realities, those ideas just, I don't, they just not plausible. They don't, they can't, they couldn't exist. Like people like, that's probably why I think like, uh, Europe, that's why Europe is kind of like, uh, they sit behind the fantasy that exists in the Royal family. You know what I'm saying? You know, that, that, that family is driven mainly by incest. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's a dysfunctional ass family, but they got, they live behind a gate. <laughs> Sir, you know behind a gate in a castle and you can't get in there to see what's going on. So the idea is like, man, that's that's what I want. I want to be royal. Blah, blah, blah. No, that shit was never glamorous. Nothing about it was ever glamorous. Everything that that was gained and obtained to get there wasn't glamorous. They've just hidden behind the gate so you can't see it. Exactly. That shit was dysfunctional. That shit is dysfunctional, incestuous like a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? That's why, like I'm saying, like the, I, the like I said, in our objective reality, the way we view family is like crazy as shit, dude. Yeah. Because like, even the way the way we even view like uh, our own, what we consider to be our own uh, cultural history. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Our, our point of view on cultural history, everything is everything has been a portrait painted by somebody else. You know what I'm saying? So what we we idealize what it is, all the good shit or or the or the fantastical shit that we think will be our motivation to keep on doing whatever it is we're doing. Like our idea of blackness in America is crazier than the black the, the ideas of blackness in in, in Haiti in Jamaica for shit like that. Yeah. yeah. And across the whole diaspora, it was like even in South America, South American blackness means something completely different. Our blackness here is so fucking twisted. You know what I'm saying? Because the simple fact that the the we uh, the color was chosen for us. You see what I'm saying? Like black is a color. It's 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 the it's the presence of all colors combined. But black is a is a is a call sign. Just like white is a call sign. Yeah, it, it's it's not an ethnicity. It's not a culture. Exactly. So you don't have if you don't have culture, you don't have ethnicity. You don't have representation in the United Nations. It's not it's not a nationality. Exactly. But we've that's what they get gave us, though. Right. You know, um, based on these people here and their reason for doing that was to basically say we don't we don't consider you all to be people. You guys are three. Was it three fifths a human being? Yeah. We don't consider you all to be people. Uh, we consider you all to be property. Yep. Uh, and, and, and because of that, we're not going to we're not say what is it fauna livestock. Yeah, yeah, we were we were the original uh, Wall Street livestock trade, um, and and for for them, they, there was never a point in time where they desired to see us as human beings. Exactly. You know I mean? Even down to the using the word "more," right? "More" means black, right? Yep. Uh, I think the word was it "negro" that at one point meant. Uh, black object or something like that and they just took the object off of it at some point during the course of history history but that was because they heard someone who looked that color say the ethiopian word for king so they, so they took that and pronounced it the way they pronounced it 
And they, they suspected that because he was using that word to describe somebody who looked like him, then that word must mean black. So the crazy part about that is we're talking about a group of people who weren't highly educated or understanding of our culture. Right. So when it came to words, they would take the words that we were using, using reinterpret and, and use them incorrectly when they spoke to us or about us. Right. And it, and it spread. Spread all over the place. And then, you know, all that hatred and animosity towards us just built up and here we are centuries and centuries and thousands and thousands of years later where where the word nigger meant something different 10 12 13 15 thousand years ago right now it's, uh, a, now it's a debatable term <laughs> yeah i think at one point uh was it in africa they didn't even there was no syllables in it it was just ngr or something like that right like that yeah. So for those who are listening, there were groups of people, I think, that we come from uh, was the Nubians and Ethiopians or something like that. Or the Sudan. Now it was the Ethiopians. I think the, the words or terms were, were meant to mean that one group of people was kissed by the sun. The other group of people yeah. was hugged by the sun. But yeah. when we spread out and would go deal with these other individuals. They interpret it and you and use them differently. Yeah. Use them differently and then start to use them in, in ways and fashions that kind of evolved into what we consider to be racism now or terms of racism. <laughs> it's like the etymology of it goes so deep. It does, but it's, it, and it, but it's crazy how it happens, right? It, it's based on someone saying, I don't have that and I want that, but because I can't have it. I'm going to vilify it. I'm gonna vilify and and then you 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 can't have it and you can't use it to be divine either. Like I if 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 we can't have it, you can't have it. There's something about what you have that that I want. And until I can figure out a way to get that, I'm gonna make sure you don't have it either. By taking you out of here. But the crazy part is like there's nothing you can do about it. The skin I'm in is is something that you can. You can't get that. Yeah, I mean, even now, if you if you take the pills, I mean, I don't know how what what the pills are supposed to do for you. If you don't have if you don't have the correct components to that that actually generate the right amount of melanin, all you're doing is burning yourself up. Those pills ain't doing nothing but just it's causing discoloration. It's not called it's not adding melanin. <laughs> I, I, and that, so that was my thing like how how do you think a pill is going to get you like this that's why they sit up in 10 and they they be roasting you know what I'm saying slow roasting fucking rotisserie chicken skin having motherfuckers man looking like a, looking like orange chicken from uh, Panda <laughs> Express and shit you know yeah. it, and it's crazy and there's no disrespect to nobody but it, through the course of history when people look at hate and racism no one's mad at you. No one's mad at us because of anything specific, but the fact that we are black and they can't have it. And they tell they told each other stories for for a long time about how dirty and evil we are. So that that'll, that'll promote the hate. That'll actually graduate the hate. Yeah, that way it'll be justified because just to wake up in the morning and be like, I don't like him because he's black. 
some days that shit just don't roll off as well as because he black, he might kill my wife or he might rape my daughter or he might, you know what I'm saying? Or he might sell drugs on my block. <laughs> you know let, let, let's let's criminalize him. <laughs> yes. Like you said, let's let's vilify, let's make them a villain, right? Yeah, he gotta be the bad guy. He's gotta be. <laughs> gotta be, right? The, you know the Clintons, the Clintons called us super predators, right? Yeah, yeah, had to had to make it sound fucking like like the like the plague, dude. <laughs> like we the scourge of the earth. <laughs> and all we asked for is civil rights. <laughs> for, for 50, 60 years, all we asked for was to be civil, to be treated right. like people, normal human beings. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy, <laughs> nothing, nothing wild or unexpected. You know what the answer to that was? Mass incarceration. <laughs> Mass incarceration. We're going to get you out of three-strike rule. Hey, because you niggas, I don't know, man. The stories we tell each other got us spooked. <laughs> Even hey, though all y'all crimes be against each other, we can only imagine what you'll do to us. Because we we, we, we we know you're going to attack us, but that's because of the fear. Yeah, because they, they, they fear retribution. They fear retribution. They fear that we're going we gonna to wise up or if we haven't already and just try to seek revenge for all the shit they did to us. But that's what they did. Like, that's not something that we created. That's not a term or, or, or a feeling that we created. We Our whole thing since the beginning of time was to travel to earth and educate people and grow and build, right? When we held Spain for 700 years, we didn't go over there to Spain and, and kill them and rape them and pillage them. We rebuilt Spain. No, we we civilized them too. We, we kept them from laying with their animals and shit. Because <laughs> they because they were fu- it was bestiality. Yeah, that's where most STDs come from. From that that shit. <laughs> the world is a score. It's it's burning right now because motherfuckers got chlamydia for nine generations of cow fucking. You know what I'm saying? And dog fucking. You know what I'm saying? Fucking dogs. And the more so they're like, yo, yo, slow down, bro. What you doing? Take your dick out of that. <laughs> <laughs> to the people that are listening, they were fucking the animals, the sheep. Sleeping on hay bales next to them. Yes. And then on, on top of that, they were killing and eating the babies and the women. And then the men would lay with each other. Yep. Yep. But then would turn around and say that we were the scum of the earth or that we were animals or put dope into their communities because they're not human beings. But this wasn't the actual way that we moved throughout the course of this earth. Uh, if you go back and do the re- research, you'll find out that Mansa Musa was a man who had an estimated worth of almost half a trillion dollars. And everywhere he went when he traveled, he caused inflation because he gave out gold. If where you were in Africa or Mexico, if you had rice or you had corn or whatever it was, if you gave him a pound of rice or corn, he would give you a pound of gold. So there are all these stories of, of different tales of the men and women of Africa. Uh, the first people of Mexico, the she people, right? Before the Olmecs, there was a she people who, who migrated from Africa to Mexico uh, and, and helped, build, helped build parts of Mexico. And then they traveled, they traversed further up through the northern parts of, of Mexico. And, right. and there were also people that were Japanese that came from, the, from Japan to uh mexico and they mingled and they became the sheep so there's all these different examples of us that we when we travel the earth we travel not to scorch the earth not to hurt people not to kill maim rape 
pillage and and put people into servitude and bondage and, and hurt them. That that wasn't our goal. Our goal was to educate and make the world prosperous without hurting the earth at at, at points and times as well. I got a question though. How many versions of uh, advancement do you think mankind has experienced in in our existence, or is this like the second or third version of it that that we're living right now? Because they say like like the average, like the like the at the top of at, at the peak of its reign, the average civilization lasts about two hundred years before there's like a total collapse. You know what I'm saying? Like the fall of Rome and shit like that. In the United States we just over that or some shit like that as a nation it's hard to say though right because you like how many i would think like when you when we talk inversions because you think about like the peaks of civilization and we only we can only we can only reflect back on like uh the history that's available to us right the information that's available to us and the reason why i'm even saying that though is because you have you know how like the earth erodes to how the ocean erodes and washes away shit there's like we've seen like and I'm pretty sure you're seeing history books of like cities that existed fucking 100, 200 years ago that don't exist no more. If that's yeah. all washed away, imagine how many civilizations we've had that like each like each ethnic group or each phenotype uh, had its own reign. You know what I'm saying? Like we talk about like uh, the lost city of Atlantis. We hear all this talk about the lost city of Atlantis, but because it ne never existed in our reality, it sounds fantastical. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Uh, we talk like the uh, like we don't know. There's not a whole lot of talk about like the uh, what Madagascar might have been populated like when it was actually attached to the continent of Africa. Yeah, yeah. And we don't hear these stories because those civilizations don't even fucking exist no more, or they've already evolved into whatever new version of who we are now is. So like what we got right now as being uh, like the United States being in the position that it's in, ba being based on what it's being based on might be a third version of its kind you see what i'm saying or and i'm not saying like as as a nation but the idea the concept of what you know what I'm saying this country is based on this country is built on bloodshed dude yeah it is built on bloodshed but my my interpretation of it would go ahead go ahead go ahead i'm saying like in the last few millennia there might have been another human civilization that was built similarly and the results might have been way more catastrophic or even or it might have thrived a little bit longer. We don't know. But it might be like uh, what the currency was at the time. You know what I'm saying? Who was being subjugated at the time? You know what I'm saying? Did they did they experience like the rise in uh, homosexuality and stuff like that? And a lot of uh, a lot of this uh, abundance that we seek. You see what I'm saying? Like we at the we're at the peak of civilization, dude. Think about we have so much freedom. We have civilized the world so much right now, dude, that our objective reality is skewed. True, very true. You know what I'm saying like everybody has a convenience. We the, we civilize the world so much that even though there's crime, we're safer than we've ever been. Yeah, especially here. You know what I'm saying? It's so it, it like we're we're so high up the food chain right now that our women don't even respect us as men because they don't have shit to fear. Yeah. You, know, you know that like a, a civilization, most most societies, most countries, most nations where they have actual shit at stake, there are families. People stick together, men and women and children. Yeah, and, and isn't that crazy though? 
like here you would think the family dynamic would be uh it would stick together a lot more but when you're in these other countries like when i talk to people that i have best friends that are from like pakistan or different parts of africa their family dynamic is a lot more close-knit than we are here and they're they have they're over in the middle of war zones the reason why though is because of what's at stake you know what I'm saying? What, what's really at stake here now, dude? You know what I'm saying? It's like now it's like nobody, nobody needs anybody. You know what I'm saying? Because shit is safe. If, if, if it was like if you lived in a in a community and you'll see this a lot. That's why you see like a lot of motherfuckers still living with their grandma and shit like that. Neighborhoods where motherfuckers doors get kicked in and shit like that. In poor communities, families are a little bit tighter. But when motherfuckers start moving out and moving up into more affluent communities and they start, they start separating, they start spreading out. You know what I'm saying? Too much freedom. You know what I'm saying? They don't feel the threat of the threat of their their existence ending it or or their comfort ending in any moment is looming over them like that. Mm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Or is it just a lack of uh having appreciation from the family too? Do you think that 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 comes into play or the fact that people have to make a living coming from certain types of communities? I think it's I think it's the second one, and I think that the appreciation component has to be something that's already a, a, like uh, it already exists in, on some level anyway. So it's like like most people like they love their mama, but there's no real appreciation for it because all they know is they have to get it out the mud. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or their mama put all her stress off on him or her because they're the oldest in the family and they had to watch the kids while mama was at work. You know what I'm saying? So they feel equal as opposed to appreciative. There's all types of shit that go into that, man. You know what I'm saying? Or just the family structure as a whole is like you appreciate you appreciate what's common to you. You know what I'm saying? You see this motherfucker every day and y'all ain't beef and y'all actually enjoying each other's time, space, and company and y'all actually respect each other. You're going to always appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? But when people make you feel like you violating their time, space, and company, then all of a sudden now they, there's some resentment there. Yeah. Some reason to avoid. And then before you know it, you start having people on Facebook fucking only time you ever see them together is in the fucking comment section of a picture, of an old picture of grandma. So I, was like, I, I wish them days come back. I miss those days. But in real, in reality, they don't even fucking kick it. So the thing about that, I know we're supposed to be talking about something else, right? But the thing about that, well, I, I, I wish more of those days could come back. Why not just create those days now, though? Because nobody wants to feel taken advantage of if it don't go well. Listen, man, to get anything out of life, you got to sacrifice. But see, that's where it comes in. Like we sacrifice for what we find valuable, right? If they don't find, if they don't deem that to be valuable enough. They always gonna feel feel apprehensive because they're being self-protective. And I hear that. Like we 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 all dealing with hurt. Mm-hmm. We all dealing with, with with pain that you know come from oh, this person wasn't there or that person wasn't there. But at some point we have to conquer those those feelings or push them to the side and say that my family matters. We I, I this is what I feel, and this is nobody else but me, right? You are missing out on some of the best days of your life by not having a connection to the people that are actually from your bloodline. Your tribe. From your actual tribe. You are missing out on some of the best parts of getting to know people. These are people that these are people that are like your actual network. 
right. outside of your actual uh colleague and affiliation network that you got from work this is your network these are people that can tie you into other things as well you just don't know it that's why families that are at least to some semblance of being close-knit actually in existence they those people are the ones that advance nepotism and shit those are the ones that keep the, the wealth in the family shit like that you know what i'm saying meanwhile you got motherfuckers out here scared to get taken advantage of you know what i'm saying they that fear they living in fear man apprehension you know what I'm saying? That distrust. But yeah, man. Love and trust is a big thing, man. And, and, and like I always say, the TV is pumping out hate. The music is pumping out hate. Yeah. You're embracing it. You know, you're listening to low frequency music all the time. Like you, you got to change the vibe. Hey, I, I was playing Larry June earlier, but that ain't that's not playing all day. That that's mostly playing, you know, when I'm when I'm in that mode and I want to be on some on some G shit, you know, on some cool shit when I'm in my player mode. Like that's 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 that. But, you know, throughout the course of the day, I got funk, jazz, symphony, music playing and things like that. But you got to be able to change it up. And who. Who can you turn to if you don't have family and friends, though, like that, that's the basic foundation of it all. And then, and then we'll say stuff like, oh, this person is hating on me or that person is hating on you. Dude, think about it like this. Now, it's one thing for certain. Like, the concept of dating ain't that old, right? But the, the idea of the reason why you would want to date somebody is because you want to eventually make that person your mate, right? By making that person your mate, that's creating family. If you don't know what the fuck family is, you finna fuck this person's life up. <laughs> You're gonna be wasting their damn time. Yeah. And that's why motherfuckers be in and out of relationships, bro. That's why motherfuckers don't, they be dysfunctional and shit. And they be thinking they just cooling. They be out here thinking, I'm just dating around. I'm just trying to see what's out here. Nigga, you dysfunctional as fuck. <laughs> 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 like, nigga, you've been, been trying to see what's going on out here for the last eight years. Like, after a while, that ain't even player no more. No, no, that ain't no player no more. Like to, to anybody that's listening, I just wanted to be left the fuck alone. I, I, I had decided at one point, like I'm just gonna chill, man. Man, I'm just gonna chill. You're wrong with some, you know, what I'm saying somebody air now and then, but it's good to have that that one that's that, that's down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and let me say, I, I would prefer as an older grown man with life and and perspective and things that I want and things that I'm striving for. I would prefer one. I, I just need one. Man, I just need one. Let me let me say this to anybody that's listening. I only need one. Fuck what you heard. Fuck what you saw me doing a couple of years ago. <laughs> man, that's a hook. <laughs> man, whatever it is, I just need one. I just need one. <laughs> fuck I just you, fuck what you saw me doing a couple of years ago. Man. <laughs> hey, for real. Forget all that. I'm a new man. I, I am. <laughs> the real shit, bro. Everything has been put together now, you know, and I just need, I need, I just need one consistency, consistency, compatibility. You know what I mean? But uh, like you said, you're putting, you, the plan is if you plan on being with one person that is a mate, you plan on creating a family. Yeah. But how can you do that if you don't value the family that you have? Exactly. So what are you going to do? Create a new dynamic by adding another person? Is add a new branch to the dysfunctional family tree. You know what I mean? So now you're gonna, so now you're gonna create dysfunctional somebody else life up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pass on this trauma, right? 
So you're going to fuck their life up really? in the process because, and, and that's the other thing, right? Like, you know, you have trauma, you know, you have dysfunction in your heart and in your mind. How you going to dirty somebody else's water? Bro. That's why I like, man, on some real shit, like, and, and again, ain't nobody perfect. There is no perfection. If, if perfection existed, we wouldn't even be able to recognize it because we've never seen it before. You know what I'm saying? But like when you go into like relationships and relationships become like long-term journeys and shit like that, and that shit come to an end, that should be, it shakes shit up. You know what I'm saying? Because nobody expects that end date. It's like death. You know what I'm saying? Like you go through a grieving process. So a person who, who goes into those, those spaces of like entering a new person's life, they, they don't know what they really putting up with in the beginning because people always introduce their best representative in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But when you get to know this motherfucker, you're like, oh, this motherfucker ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? But by that time, you done already invested a little time and energy and you don't want to get back out there and start over. So he's like, fuck, I jumped on the, I jumped on this lily pad and the one over there got holes in it. <laughs> I'm stuck on this one, <laughs> but I need to get over there. You think yeah. what I'm saying? And you can't go back. So that's why you got all these situations and these dynamics where people be idealizing what they think family should look like versus because their verse, what their understanding of what family look like just was not appealing. It's almost like eating, eating the same food every day. Like you had a taste for it, but now you hate that shit. Yeah. And now you're driving by, you seeing the, the subways and the McDonald's and the White Castle thinking that's actually better. It's, it's just more of the same or even worse. Or even worse. And to think about the, the food that you are eating, you can actually improve it by just changing up what you're eating. You make the decision, make some new decisions. Yeah. You go that old way of thinking is not cutting it. Yeah. Hey, this a hey, hey, baby girl, this relationship, you know, I, I value it, but we may we may have to. We may have to spice things up some somehow because the way things are going now ain't it's not functional no more. I'm getting bored and it's collapsing. I feel like the walls are collapsing around. Real shit. Yeah. Um, and it, I think the best part about being at this age, man, is is I've always been honest and, and truthful, but I think that there are certain women that's that know it and they know that I haven't been. I was never lying, but I think they just know now, like. I can deal with him more because he he was never telling the truth. And I know that I'm going to get the truth out of him a hundred percent of the time, or, or maybe I should say 90, 92 to 95% of the time. Why, why hold, why, why did, why not disclose a hundred percent of it? I think because sometimes there's certain things that I I, want to say, or that need to be said and it causes a a problem later on. That's what I saw at one point. I learned this, bro. And it's just like, I feel like we spend a lot of our, as young men growing up and, and becoming who we're going to become, we learn how to kind of accommodate, cater to other people's feelings about shit, right? Because that's the gentlemanly thing to do. But the real, the reality of it is, is truth is truth. You know what I'm saying? The truth don't require you to understand or, or submit to it. The truth going to exist whether you with it or not. You know what I'm saying? Facts going to exist whether you with it or not. So it's like, I'm going to just tell you what you like. I'm gonna tell you what you don't want to hear. You know well, so even when I do that, like it'd be the la- with the last one, right? It, that would turn into small arguments about nothing, and you know I don't do that. I know, but then that that that's her opportunity to actually be mature about it and have a real conversation. But if she want to show you who that side of her is, and now now you got a decision to make, you know what I'm saying? Because you- and that's why I'm single. 
or you presented the truth. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You present the truth and she can either take it or leave it. If, but if it becomes an argument, then that means she didn't, she she reneged on her part of the bargain. You know what I'm saying? Because you had opportunity to talk about it when I introduced it as the, the subject. But when it comes back up later, you're like, well, blah, 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 blah. Well, young lady, now I'm gonna need you to go ahead and cancel this subscription. Yeah, because it, it was a, it was an argument over. It could be an argument over anything. It was just like, but you, so you're still upset at me because I told you the truth, right? You asked me and I told you. You can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. Look, the thing about me telling this is why I love the truth. After I tell you, I don't have to lie about anything. I told you what needed, what I thought was correct, or I told you the truth. I gave you facts over feelings, logic over emotion, and I can move on from that. If yeah. I lie to you, I have to remember the lie. And I'm, I'm and I'm open to dealing with it all in that conversation. If you tell me, hey, I'm gonna need to sit on this for a minute. Can we talk about it later? Now you give you give me the option to address it on a later date. But if you if we we if I tell you the truth and you stew on it and at some inopportune moment, some random moment because you and your feelings, you you know what I'm saying? I'm risking embarrassment or or worse <laughs> because you you decided. You just going to blow like a fucking volcano. I don't have to tolerate that. I don't have to put up with that. That's toxic as fuck. Now, when they talk about toxic, that's toxic as fuck. It, it, it is toxic. It is toxic. And it went from. That's a sense of entitlement. It went from having an attitude when we would go out to dinner to me making food and then her having a problem with that. And then it will always be her taking a deep breath, snapping about every, you know, something here and something there. And I was like, all right, cool. So like you said, I'm going to cancel the subscription on this, uh, on this app. Uh, and I no longer want to apply myself and my information to this situation. I'm going to delete you from my phone. <laughs> yeah. Delete me from your service. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All of that, all of that. And Recently, this young lady saw me out. Um, I said, hi, how are you? And kept going. When I went to the bar and got my drink and I was sitting there, she came up. You could at least have a conversation with me. That's what she said. You could at least have a conversation with me. Right. And I was like, a conversation about what? You left it in a bad manner. I'm, I'm okay with that. I understand that you were upset about some stuff. And we, and we move on. And I told her, I know there are parts about me that you didn't like. Um, nobody's perfect. But for you to dwell on. For you to dwell on me telling you the truth when you asked me and I told you what it was at the time. And for you to be mad at me about the truth. Well, I expected you to, you know, uh, cater to my feelings. I can't do that in that scenario, in the scenario that we had. All right. I have to tell you the truth and I have and we have to move forward. I'm going to move forward. Right. Question. Yeah. We can move on to something else because this can turn to a whole other thing. But yeah. like, oh, cater to her feelings component. That's a sense. That's not, gives me the, the idea that she needs. That's that validation thing we were talking about again. Like she feels a certain way. She wants her feelings validated, but it it's not relevant to what the true problem is. It's just that her feelings got hurt you know what i'm saying so like the, the whatever the truth was that you presented she put that as the back burner to her feelings you see what i'm saying so therefore even though she was mad about 
or upset about what you said. It was more she was upset that she felt some kind of way about it. And, it, and you her an apology for that. In the end, I was correct. I was right. I was I was factual and exact. Mm-hmm. And because she didn't do what I told her to do, she ended up being stuck in a position that she didn't like. Word. Right. So there, there you have it. Where, you know, blah. Blah. Um, accountability. <laughs> accountability, right? Uh, when she would tell me things that she didn't like, and I would, all right, all right, let me adjust. Let me make some adjustments. Give me some time so I can do things a certain way so it's more uh, appealing to you and, and it doesn't bother you. But when we get to that point where the truth is not acceptable, I don't want to live there. I don't want to live there because that's where that's where shit starts getting lost in translation for me. How 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 can we move forward if telling you the truth bothers you more than doing something about it, right? And being accountable for for what's going on, right? Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Faux Prophets Podcast. I appreciate you tuning in. If you are tuning in, whenever you tuning in, my guest today is six oh six. My up? guy, my guy, my guy. How's life, man? It again, bro. Back at it again. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, man. Definitely, bro. That's I right. appreciate I'll, you. I'll provide some content if, if I got something to talk about. <laughs> you know, you know I, I appreciate it, though, man, because it's a big help. It's a big help, man. It's definitely a big help. Yeah, yeah. I think we've been cooking, you know. It seems like we have. Every time we link up, it, it, it seems that way. I would like to think so. We're getting a better rhythm and stuff, too, so that's good. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure like the ideas because everything kind of spawned a new topic and a new idea kind of flow. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, I think it comes naturally with, when, I, when I'm talking to you because you have a higher IQ than I do. You're a smart guy. So the conversation kind of just flows a, lo- a little smoother for me. Not to say that nobody else is is, is, is smart or, or they're, they're not intelligent, but you know, we 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 have different conversations all the time when we link up anyway, so right. it, it's just easier. I just I just get off into my concepts and ideas, and I kind of like you know how my brain works. I just start unraveling stuff, start picking it apart, drilling down into it, trying to trying to get to a basic understanding of the root cause. Yeah, yeah. How how often do you like sit and, and read history books? I don't read history books as much anymore. Okay. I'm more like, I watch a lot of documentaries. I watch a lot of, and I watch, I sit up and watch like just videos on different topics, just random stuff, like things that most people wouldn't even find any genuine interest in that kind of like pique my interest and make me investigate even deeper. You know what I'm saying? So I'll, I'll learn some things from that and then I'll go do some research on it a little bit further. You know what I'm saying? And I always just soak up. It's for a lot of people, it's trivia, but to me, it just it just helps unlock a lot of the different questions I have in my head. Okay. Do you think at any point we could have built the pyramids, or do you think aliens did it? I think that I don't. I think that those pyramids were built way before Giza. I believe that there was. I think those go back further than we know as recorded history because they're so fucking impressively huge and they're they and i think that the the 
most of that land was, you know, it was fertile. It wasn't just all sand, you know what I'm saying? The earth shifts and stuff like that over, over the years. I think it has been there thousands of years before we even realized it was there. And I think that man, black man did it. I believe that black man did it too. Until you show me the civilization that says they did it before us, I'm going to say black people did it. Um, <clears throat> I think that the only reason why they, that, uh, people attribute it to aliens is because they that modern man's technology can't replicate the process also and, and they look at it from the angle of well we got all of this tech and there's no evidence that this tech existed back then so i'm going to say that they didn't have the skill set or the technology pertinent to that type of construction to do it themselves so it had to be aliens it had to be aliens that's the only way we can do it ourselves we got to get alien help we got all of this and we still can't do it. You know what I'm saying? It had to be aliens. There's no way you guys could have done that. You guys are three-fifths of a human being. There's no way you guys could have constructed pyramids like that. Are you so certain and sure? Or how about this? Maybe when we arrived, they was living in their own fucking goo and we are the fucking aliens. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we really want to start stripping shit down. You know what I'm saying? That's probably why they fucking fear us because we probably came and dominated this fucking earth by just civilizing it. And they looked at that as brutality. How dare you? How dare you <laughs> motherfuckers wake us up and, and feed us and clothe us and give us ideas and concepts of when how to live. When I get the opportunity, I'm going to make you pay. <laughs> which eventually they did. Which eventually they did, right? You don't forget who you are. <laughs> They, they they eventually were taught by us and then they all convened with one another and, and came up with a plan of, to invent their own religions off of ours and then come back later on and kill us and sack all of the Eastern Europe, uh, Eastern, Eastern Africa and Western Africa. Um, it's just crazy to me when I hear them say that, that, that the pyramids were built by aliens, but why can't we just say that maybe we were interrupted in the process of furthering the technology and continue to do what we were doing because we were interrupted. And I'll go as far as saying this, maybe that maybe the technology that we use wasn't so destructive to the fucking environment. It wasn't, it wasn't. So, so therefore you're not going to find it because our shit just blends in with the rest of the fucking environment. You know what I'm saying? Our shit is commonplace shit. Our shit ain't fucking, we're not fucking stripping ore out of fucking poor countries and then turning it into fucking construction equipment. Right. You know what I'm saying? And selling fucking, fucking microchips from, from the metals that young children dug up in those poor ass countries. You know what I'm right. saying? Like that. It's like, Maybe, maybe back then, and I'm not saying that we, it, it was all peaceful. I refuse to believe that it was all No, it, it wasn't. We, we know that it wasn't. But it's the it's the ideas and the methods, bro. It's the ideas and the methods. It's like there's it's it's a it's a clear cut reason why so much of our history is fucking fucking whitewashed and shit, bro. Why is all you know what I'm saying they attribute all our, our advancements and our our achievements to some super celestial being that nobody nobody in, in present day can actually pinpoint what it really was or looked like, but we got all this fucking fantastical technology all of a sudden now. Right. All of a sudden now you have it. You do like know what I'm saying? Like maybe this technology, maybe the maybe my fucking phone, your phone, is some shit we created 
before our our civilization collapsed. Correct. You know what Correct. I'm saying? Because we did as did we did at some point have a certain Lying. way of a way of not hold on let me uh, of using air condition off of the ocean, right? Or off the Nile River. Yeah. We had all types of advanced fucking we were using we were using advanced mathematics. You know what I'm saying? That's a universal language. That shit still influences all the, all the co- computations that they use right now on these supercomputers. Astronomy, astrology, all that was based on the things that we had accomplished. So why wouldn't it be possible for us to uh, to to construct pyramids? Maybe the tools, the stones and, and the things that we were using during that time. Maybe it's just right in front of you. <laughs> you got it hanging up in your fucking you got it hanging up in your fucking in your office. So so it could be a talking piece when people show up at your fucking, you know what I'm saying? Or it's in a museum somewhere called some kind of crude tool because it's made out of out of materials you wouldn't use for a tool. You know what I'm saying? You think primitive. It's a- it's 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 primitive. <laughs> exactly. These were primitive tools, tools used by a primitive society, but these were probably possibly the things that we use to construct these pyramids. But you can't stick a fucking you can't stick a sheet of paper between the bricks. They so fucking tightly wound. They tightly binded together. Dude, that's crazy. We can't even replicate that. We can't, <laughs> bro, we can't stack two stones together and let them just self seal. We got to fucking put cement and shit like that degradable cement <laughs> yeah yeah you know our roads we got how many times i mean i can't even think about how many fucking potholes in the streets of chicago bro hey man they gotta come out and do the ro- the roads every year yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying but this is our modern technology this is the shit we've been working on for the last since since we advanced into our, our technological height you know what i'm saying it's crazy bro but yeah and we got to start to have racism <laughs> we got racism as a nerd i have racism but and, and it, it just it's just one of those things that bother me but th- that's why i understand why why history isn't taught correctly because it's like yo if, if we do that if they do it they have to open the whole book you gotta open it you gotta talk about everything that's why they're trying that's why they're trying to you know with that critical race theory thing man they're trying to really they're trying to push against you know what I'm saying them like we don't they, what it is they don't want another generation or another two three generations from now the, the same conversations being had because it's just problems they don't want to touch or fix. Yeah. You know what I'm and, saying? They want to just go ahead and erase it. And it's not going to happen. And even with Egyptology, that's their shit. That's not our shit. Like, we didn't invent that. Dude, they fuck, all they are is Tomb Raiders, dog. They just fucking Tomb Raiders. That's it. All that, all that, all those historical uh, relics and shit. Those aren't relics. Those are people, graves, bro. Graves. These, these were tools they used. These were, these were, figurines that they constructed to represent their family to represent their culture somebody went to a country saw those big fucking tombs and convinced the people that lived in that country hey let me go in there and see what's in there motherfucker came out of there with a little shit went back home told some other friends about it then they showed up even deeper and kept on digging and kept on digging and then destroyed the shit um i have a one of the young men i mentored he uh because he would come over and when well, he wouldn't come over, like I would give him books to read. Um, but when he did come over, we would sit and have conversations about Africa and things like that. And he said he wanted to be able to travel. So he saved him enough money to go to Egypt. And he said it was one of the most beautiful things that he could have ever done for himself to see that. Mm-hmm. But he said when he got there, he said, you know, 
you see that the pyramids have been there for so long, but you can see like the the different groups of people who came in and try to chisel their their emblems or whatever on a pyramid to kind of say that they did it. And I said, man, that's just that's just robbery, bro. It's thievery. Like people were trying to put their signature on something that was here long before they even got here. And think was, about how long they've been doing that, though. Thousands yeah. of years, thousands of years. They've been like, doing that for. It's something like it's it's kind of crazy when you think about it in context because like when most of what we have as a society won't last that long. You know what I'm saying? Most of our monuments and stuff like that will erode, dude. That shit will fucking crumble. But there are elements of, of, of proof globally of the presence of us. Absolutely. I mean, there's what, uh, 1,100 or 11,000 pyramids that we've done. There are pyramid mounds, the step pyramids. There's a different type of pyramids, even here in America, that you will find, you know, in different places that we, that we constructed. Yeah, the old mix. You know what I'm saying? Just all. I mean, if you take into account like like the presence of of what what, what we consider to be primitive people, left a footprint, a very big footprint. And the only thing we'll have to show for it is fucking pollution. Our presence will be marked by nuclear weapon uh, testing and global warming, global warming, and trash everywhere. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, somebody gonna come back. They're going to be looking back like, well, this civilization killed the coral reefs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and they nuked the fuck out themselves a couple times. And You know what I'm saying? That's, that's going to be our legacy. Our civilization's legacy. <laughs> and it goes back to that conversation we had before. I had it with you and then I had it with Creed where you go back C-class and you go back in and you think if they are looking at us from up above, from outer space, they're going, that is the ghetto. That planet is the ghetto. Man, bro. That, that planet is trash. We do not stop there. And you think about it, like, you travel light years, like, you travel light years across the fucking galaxy, and you swing around this neighborhood. <laughs> you motherfucker. And you got to think about, think about this. If they left somebody in charge of this sector of the galaxy or the, or the universe, I know they got to be like, yo, who the fuck let them do that? Bro, I believe... I believe the Kuiper Belt is a barrier. It's like somebody put a fence around our fucking solar system. The Kuiper Belt exists right outside of Neptune or some shit like that. It's like there's a bunch of asteroids and shit like that, right? So it's it's kind of tough for us. To, like even if we were to travel that distance in the rocket, you wouldn't still, get past that. Yeah, we wouldn't even be able to get past it, bro. What if this shit was put there to keep us from <laughs> from leaving, keep us from escaping? <laughs> I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't even be mad. Savage. We so savage that the higher beings don't even fuck with us. We'd be up here looking up in the sky like, is that an alien? We don't even know. What the, we wouldn't even know what it looked like if it stepped in front of us because we so fucking primitive to them. And here's the thing: what if they, what if they actually move amongst us? They just in a, a fourth or fifth dimension, and we can't, we can't yeah. see it because we're we're blinded. Like our, our vision is so bad, bro. I believe in the inter, I believe in the interdimensional shit, bro. I believe that there's like there's layers to this shit, dude. Like like a tesseract. Like we can't visually see a tesseract unless we see it, see like a, a video's uh, graphical image of one. But like from from our, because our eyes only see certain perspective, mm -hmm. we can see it three dimensions. Dude, I wouldn't even be surprised, dude, if the like everything we consider to be deja vu or some shit like that is us glimpsing into another fucking version of ourselves. Yeah, 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised about that either. Um, me and you have the we we think about shit like that. Uh, but it, it yeah, man, I wouldn't. I, I just wouldn't be surprised. If motherfuckers just like yo, if you go there, stay in the fifth dimension. Don't come out because the, the motherfuckers are disgusting. They 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 pollute everything. They destroy. They don't know how to take care of nothing, and they destroy right. everything. They violent as hell. They fucking sexually depraved. <laughs> they they, they porn all day. They 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 invented something called. At some point, one group of them invented something called racism. All right, they just one of them looked at the other one and said, "I don't like you. You less than me. You got to die." <laughs> and then and then at another period before the racism, another group of them invented something called class to separate them by <laughs> by by money. One day they were one day they were just trading shit. Then one day somebody showed up with some rocks and said, "Hey, I get, how about this? You guys split these rocks amongst each other, and that's the only way you can trade shit." Because I think the way you trade shit ain't cool. <laughs> and but you can only get your rocks from me. Can you imagine? Can you can you, uh, imagine that we we taught motherfuckers how to trade pepper, spices, frankincense, different things like that. Fiat for fiat money. For, yeah, fiat currency. Openly, you waste, know, waste, wasted nothing, <laughs> wasted nothing to help each other move and, and start to kill each other over it. Ain't, ain't that something? And then they turn around and tell you to say that I'm a danger to you. I'm a dang, I'm the biggest danger. I'm the biggest threat to you. Threat to you. Fear me. Respect me. You don't, you're, it's not even, it's not even, it's not even willing for respect. It's, it's, fearful respect you 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 fear you don't you don't want to go to my prison i'm going to put you in a timeout for for life you know what i'm saying i might even execute you if i don't like you because i don't play that shit (laughs) because i feel like it it would be easier if i incarcerate you or kill you because i don't have to deal with you if i if i incarcerate you or, or, or or kill you there's less of you to deal with Right now, that's what two point three uh, million black men locked away in prisons. We got, and in America has a, the world's largest prison population. Ain't that something? We don't even make up that much of the world, and we got the world's largest prison population. It, it's maybe the three. The, the bulk of the world's prisoners are here. Are here. Think about saying it, what, what what you just said. The bulk of the world's prisoners are here. Are here, and we don't even treat them with respect. The ones nope. that should be so you think like if they were to ever get released they would be loyal think 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 about that other part that you said we have the smallest population there's maybe what 350 million people here maybe or more i think it's like i think it's only like 36 million i think it's like they gotta be more than you mean 36 million total or 336 million let me see because because i know we're like 40 million we're like I think so. Let's see. But that's a that's some crazy shit that you know a, a group of people could could would sit and construct that and then turn around and say that we're the problem. Yeah. All the while taking everything that say what? Right, three hundred thirty-three. Three hundred thirty-three million. Three hundred and thirty-three million people in America. China has. What one point something billion, two billion, something like that. That's crazy. 
And, and you think about it like this though, like it's it's all like based on like learned behavior because we learn to kind of like manipulate and because it's all about survival. So you, you we create societies and stuff from the tribes that that, that started, and our societies are kind of like we we need somebody who's who's fearless, somebody who's going to lead us and 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 keep the monsters away at night and all that old crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? And what we what that shit's evolved to now is like just pure the the pure manipulation of of, of the people that that sit in fear. You know what I'm saying? You educate them, you teach them, you tell them, look, you need to get this education. If you want to survive in my society, if you want to compete in this world, because you are a currency, we're using you to compete against the other nations. You get that education at the cost of whatever it is that you, you sign up for because you you blindly follow and don't ask no questions. You know what I'm saying? Because what's hanging over your head is that money, man, that, that bullshit fiat currency shit. <laughs> Larry Hoover once said that we need more thinkers and less workers. He said, you can find anybody that can do work, but there aren't a lot of thinkers out there that can help move and progress us. Yep. John Rockefeller or whatever the Rockefeller's name was said that the world needs more workers and less thinkers. Yep. Cause he was a, he's an entrepreneur. He's a, he's a, you know saying a, a baron. So of course he sees more value in, and people who don't ask questions. He need he, more value in sheep. Yeah. There's more value in you being a sheep. It's like it's like spark plugs. You need disposability. You need somebody, you know what I'm saying? You put you can swap spark plugs in and out. Cogs in a wheel. Yeah. You need somebody that's interchangeable. That's why they that's why the, the education system works the way it works. And we sit up here and high five the kids when they, when they get their cap and gown and shit like that, and they get to walk across the stage. I'm, cert, I'm certified in being being a cashier now. <laughs> do you do you find it but i shouldn't say do you find it as a father did you make sure that you educated them while they were at home all the time bro all the time gave them all the game pour into them bro give them all the information you know what i'm saying give them it's to the point now like dude the conversations i have with them be so they be putting me on yeah mm. yeah so woke man Dude, I remember conversations we were having when she was like 13, 14 years old. I was proud. I'm like, oh shit. She ain't viewing and looking at life the way most kids I imagine at that age would be looking at life. You know what I'm saying? I will always look at her as a shorty when she was growing up. I was like, how does six go about telling her this stuff? Just want her to keep it real. No lies, man. Just keep it just, real. Just, just straight talk to her. You know what I'm saying? Don't sugarcoat shit. That's you know? crazy, bro. Cause I feel like that's it's only fair, man. It's like I want her if she decides she's gonna be a wife. I want her to be prepared. If I if she wanted to live her life independently and, and and travel the world, I want her to be able to be be confident in doing that. You dig know what I'm saying? But the only way to do that, and I think the problem is like a lot of people pour into their daughters and build them up in a negative way through the the princessing and shit like that. Mm-mm they coddle them and then they, that sets up like false expectations because now the next man got to compete against that if he's going to be in her life but i want ayana to you know what i'm saying feel i want her to be able to be more discerning when a guy come into her life that she really want to get herself to you know what i'm saying so the best way to do that is for me to kind of like just come raw and real so now all she expects is raw and real only thing she ain't only i won't even say expect only thing she she wants is raw and real you know what I'm saying? 
in the bullshit she can decipher and pick up on that automatically. And that's dope. Again, that's why I always say, man, the black the black man is is a is a is a key component. It's necessary, man. It's necessary to both parents. I I don't want to just say the black man, but both parents are the key components. Whether you are together or not, you're still a key component in a child's life. Yeah. And the thing is, bro, is like if you take into account like where we headed right now socially we're not necessarily headed in a good direction because of like single parenting and shit like that when you when you have like men who are like who, who's most in most cases nowadays their maturity is stunted you know what i'm saying like when Pac and biggie was dead when they died they died at 25 they were grown as men you know what i'm saying but now a 25 year old is 25 year old is still basically a child you know what i'm saying the maturity the the, the awareness you know what I'm saying? Situational awareness. What 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 are they actually focused on? You know what I'm saying? What's their driving motivation? Most of them still hanging out with the homies and hanging on the block and blah, blah, blah at that age. When we was like 25 years old, niggas was getting money. Niggas was like actually trying to pursue things. Niggas was like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a fact. It was different, man. It was like, think about it. Like a young nigga get a record deal now ain't doing, ain't, ain't advancing their career or the culture nearly as well as when niggas was that same age doing it back then no they all sound the same man exactly and they all they all like child rappers dude they like children you know what i'm saying there's nothing about what they project that come off as grown men you see you know why though because they're marketed towards kids but like you said they're kids themselves yeah and mentality wise yeah mentality wise they are yeah mentality wise they are kids and because from our era, you know, you had guys, you know, there, there was social, political, conscious music, but you also had the hustlers who was saying, look, we trying to get up out of here. We ain't, we ain't trying to stay here. Bro, think about it like this. Nas came out, right? And wasn't nobody saying that, hey, that, that kid right there, that young nigga right there, that kid right there. You know what I'm saying? It was Nas. You know what I'm saying? They referred to that man by his name. You know what I'm saying? It was like, hell, when... Shit, when Biggie came out, Biggie was like 22 years old, some shit like that. Niggas wasn't like looking at Biggie like he was a young ass dude. No. You know what I'm saying? When Pac came out, wasn't nobody looking at Pac like he was a young ass dude. Shit, NWA, when they came out, wasn't nobody looking at them like they were some kids. You see what I'm saying? These motherfuckers had movements, bro. Dude, and they moved with a purpose. Nowadays, nowadays, you don't see that. Like when we're talking dudes that are effectively like around the same age as the rappers that was doing it back then but they're not moving the same drake don't even move like a 33 year old nigga you do know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you don't re- you don't represent that ilk you know what i'm saying that the, the 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 subject matter don't reflect the maturity you know what i'm saying the the music the the branding none of that stuff re- reflects upon that demographic, like a 25 year old nigga should be thinking more along the lines of somebody who I, I would consider to be a little bit more advanced in his, in his, his thinking. Yeah, it's very loose. It's very loose, more party and chill, more party and bullshit. But um, I don't listen to him that often. I don't listen to him at all. And that's no knock salute to Drake for what he does. I don't listen to none of this shit. And we already know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like I like I like what I like, man. I'm You know, and it's not that I can't listen to none of that stuff. Like if I'm if I'm out and they're playing and, and you know, this was popping or somebody take me to a venue and that's the type of music I can enjoy it. But as far as substance, 
Like we we come from that Wu Tang era. We come from uh Kooji rap, Nas, like you said, Outcast, Scarface. We come from the era where motherfuckers were about not just themselves and partying, but they were about their community or getting that, getting they at least they loved ones out of, of where they were and spreading that type of message. Now when I when I hear it, everybody wants to, it's a vibe now. Everybody wants to vibe, everybody wants to chill. Everybody wants to pop pills and and that's not for me that's not it's not effective like I don't I don't have nothing to do with that. Right. I mean and that's really what it all comes down to man it's like it's the the substance of it is really like removed. You know what I'm saying? I was thinking about like with Eddie Murphy when Eddie Murphy came out he was like he was 18, 17, 18 years old something like that and Eddie Murphy when he did I think Delirious he wasn't even that old then. And that was he doing grown man comedy, dude. Killing it. Killing it. When he did Raw, he wasn't that old. Killing it. He had, what, 48 Hours was his first major, major movie role? Killed that role. You know what I'm saying? But now you look at these young dudes. It was 48 Hours? I think that was his first major movie role. Okay. So Golden Child came after that one then? Golden Child came out like 89, I think. Okay. Okay. And, uh, it's like when you look at like the the rates of progress that these that the the i guess it's like um there's a certain there's an expected rate of progress you're supposed to make as a man or there was an expected rate of progress you're supposed to make as a man like i think our ogs held us down and held us to a, a higher standard of you know some responsibility than and that's available because most of these you know dudes don't really have no true ogs like that no more so we don't have that example we're not looking at something as a bar you know what I'm saying? A metric to measure against to say I'm I'm on you know what I'm, I'm on my path. All they look at now is like, well, how rich is this the other nigga? That that look like what I want. That's my ambition. So that's what I'm measuring my, my success against. But the thing that looking at somebody else's success is you just looking at the the exterior of it, the facade. The the success came came from hard work and dedication. Floyd Mayweather. I don't think people understood that when he was when he was yelling that out, hard work and dedication. Floyd was always in the gym, always in the gym. So him being a billionaire now, you know, and owning buildings in New York and, and all those things that, that he has, it didn't just come to him because he was out partying or whatever. Then he just showed up to a fight and, and, and won. It right. was all the preparation that went into it before the fight. Right. Like you can't, you can't look at the facade and the, and the outside imagery of it and go, that's what I want. Like you, you, you need to get close to that man and say, "Hey, what steps did you take to get there?" Because that's the real path right there. Facts. Yeah, it's like uh, it's kind of crazy, bro. Because we kind of like, because I think we're peeling away the layers of this onion in terms of like understanding, like, uh, I guess the the components and mentalities that kind of like drive us. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> kind of got me thinking about some things now, man, because I'm like looking at how like, uh, because we're all pretty much influenced by the different things that kind of, you know what I'm saying, trigger, trigger points and actions that, that occur to kind of make us become a certain way. So like Floyd Mayweather obviously made decisions that prevented any outcome that he didn't want to ever occur at the cost of his own, of him boxing. You know what I'm saying? He chose his path. He knew what his passion was. He knew what his strength was and he worked, he leaned into it. A lot of people don't have that, that, that heart and that, that, that dedication. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people live 
you know what I'm saying? They rather risk their they health and safety in the streets because that money is a little bit quicker and faster, but they're not really looking at it from the angle. They're not looking long-term. I gotta get some water, hold on. <coughs> yeah, yeah. We back. Six had to clear his throat. Me over there driving them off up. Damn, it died. Yeah, man. You over there drives the Sahara Desert. About to kill itself, trying to have a con- uh, stream of consciousness, consciousness flowing. Uh, on a recent episode, we spoke on the never-ending cycle of violence, uh, and recently another rapper was killed. I don't think people understand the fact that when you're getting money and you you having you living your life, you're trying to live your best life. The people around you, or where you come from, don't have the same love for you as your family may have for you. People. They turn themselves inside out. The jealousy and envy gets to them. Yep. And they would rather they would rather see you dead and not have it than them not have it. And because of that, you know. And it'd be it comes down to like just to see all the love and admiration everybody else got for you. And they they don't get none of that. You know what I'm saying? They probably getting, you know what I'm saying, minimized or they feel minimized because nobody's paying them half the attention. Nobody's showing them half the love, half the respect. And they're not looking at the the overall picture because all they all they're struggling with is their own self worth self worth and 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 their inhibitions and stuff like that. And then in the in in turn, what happens is their emotions turn negative, and it starts to seethe hate. And we end up with another rapper dying for whatever the reason was. I, I don't. I'll say this, man. This is the craziest era of rap music that I've seen. I've never seen motherfuckers just die like this. Man. I don't think that I've never seen it on the scale where so many people who got some money, you know what I'm saying, who got some opportunity and some clout, some oppor- you know, so some 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 leverage, you know what I'm saying, some names, some notoriety that actually died like this. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I've seen it in shit up until like like when, when Biggie and Pac died, that was like some random rarity shit. Like, holy fuck. Cause yeah. we, we knew what it was attached to, right? <clears throat> when Big L died, it was like, oh shit. You know what I'm saying? But now it's like just so common, especially over the past 15 years or so, it's become very common. It's become, and, it, and it's, 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 I don't even know what to call it, man. I'm crestfallen by it. Um, I don't like it. It's 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 shameful to see, but I, I I think one of the things that I liked about Boosie, he said, he's like, man, when you get some paper and you come up, you gotta leave, you gotta leave the area where you come from. You can't go back there. You gotta go somewhere else. You gotta move. You gotta move. You gotta get your family up out of there because where you come from, they don't have no appreciation for you no more. They want what you have. And the thing about it, I don't think people understand is that. That's not luck when someone makes it out of a situation where everything was bad for them. That's not luck. It don't work like that. It comes from hard work yes. and preparation. Focus. Focus. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's something that somebody actually dedicated some time and effort into that got them in that situation. Ain't nobody who work in the fries and McDonald's is going to wake up tomorrow and be a rap star. 
If he, especially if he ain't got the the attention and the focus and the dedication to actually make that happen, because it's already it's only limited it's limited spots anyway. You know what I'm saying? It really is. It doesn't just happen like that, and I don't think people get that. Like the dedication it takes to doing that, and it really it's not luck at all. I heard uh, someone uh, talk say Tyson Fury has to be one of the luckiest men. And I've used him before, but someone said Tyson Fury had to be one of the luckiest men in the world to be the the uh, be on top of the world and be the 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 crown jewel of boxing or be at the top. That's and I, he's where he is by design. So speak on it. Elaborate what you mean when you say by design. That all the components, all the pieces that go into place to make him who he is was all structured. It wasn't like he just woke up that and, and was a great boxer. It was not, you know what I'm saying? He's not like an anomaly in that way. He's, he's, uh, that's hard work, dude. That's It's that's, hard work. Yeah. It all comes from hard work. That's, that's the discipline. You know what I'm saying? The hunger, you know what I'm saying? It's bigger than just winning for him. That's, you know what I'm saying? Cause what, what's the term for it? When preparation meets something and they call it luck or whatever. I forgot what it's called. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but whatever whatever it is, it 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 comes up to it sums up to uh, people being prepared and dedicated to their craft, and when the right opportunity went, preparation meets opportunity. Yeah, preparation. I think, yeah, that's what it is. It, it that's not luck. It has nothing to do with luck. When you seek a specific outcome and you actually put the work in for it, you are more likely to get the results you're looking for. They say you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. It's the exact same principle. He made his shots. You know what I'm saying? He took a bunch of L's to get here. Absolutely. Because he put the work in. You know what I'm saying? People who are afraid to lose are the people who never win. The fear holds them. It keeps them stuck in the nest. That's why they be bitter when somebody else is winning. Yeah. And and, and as far as uh, neighborhood and tribal culture, that's what that's where it stands when these young guys think about it like this, man. Consider this: if we're gonna look at it from the tribal side of things, right? So this dude gets out the, you know, what I'm saying now this dude is the 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 quote unquote head of his household, you know, what I'm saying or whatever that looks like. He sell his dope. He come home to his girl, you know, what I'm saying they got a baby or whatever. His mama depends on him. He doing all this sort of shit, but he's not necessarily considered to be the most responsible because he always in and out of jail or he just or he fucked up the bag a couple times and shit like that, right? And then the local rap started everybody know pop up every once in a while and he slide through the hood and the people that should be admiring this nigga don't admire him because he a fuck up, but they admire that rap nigga. So his girl, you know what I'm saying, get excited when he come around. His mama get excited when he come around. That that create envy and hate. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, but it's... Because now this dude feeling like he tired of hearing his mama and his sisters and Everybody around him talking about this nigga over here. Like, nigga, all this work I'm putting in on the block, I'm a real one because I'm always here. You know what I'm saying? I be putting in this work. I done did time. This nigga ain't never been 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 in jail. That nigga ain't shit. I'm the one that put all the risk in. I'm the one that put all the work in. And, and I, I hear you, young fella. <laughs> and I hear you, young fella. I hear you. But the reason why you can't be mad at him is because his path is not your path. Exactly. But his path ain't yours. Instead of recognizing that, that young fella go and try to take it from him or take his life to make a point. To make a point. Just to take him off the path. If you can't have it, I can't have it. And now 
who y'all gonna focus on. You can't look at him no more because he ain't around. Now focus on me. And then the crazy part about it is how long will they focus on you? Because you weren't the you weren't the uh the designated one. You weren't anointed to be in that position. Matter of fact, you did you you just tainted the whole pot for everybody and you finna sit your ass in prison. You know what I'm saying? Or be dead because you wanted to take away from everybody else. You know what I'm saying? That envy and hate, boy, it's nasty. Yeah. And it's it's a weak emotion, man, that turns people and twists people inside out. Yes. That's the inadequacy. Yeah. Nobody's journey is the same. Nobody's road is the same. That's you know? what I think about, like, uh, Scotty Pippen was talking about that he, he feel like He's as great as Michael Jordan. And I'm I'm thinking this may be true, bro. This may be true. You How had much- one season without Mike. I give you that. You did decent. And history, but history also, keep in mind, we got recorded history. So history, you know, so we got a document of, of that true outcome, right? <clears throat> Mike needed Pip. Pip was that he was like holding out on his contract. You know what I'm saying? He had got injured and he was holding out on his contract. He, you know what I'm saying? He said he had his reason for signing the contract that he signed. So he got the outcome he signed up for. But for him to kind of like, because he didn't get paid for that uh, documentary, he felt like it's time for him to kind of like slight and slander, you know what I'm saying? Jordan's legacy or whatever. Which, I mean, it is what it is, man. You can't go back and change none of that. And anybody who look at those games, those tapes can always draw their own conclusion. But the outcome is the outcome. You get what I'm saying? It's like, dude, you are one of the greats. You, you are. You know what I'm saying? If that's not good enough for you, then that means you that's something you need to work on internally. Here's the thing about it also. <clears throat> you signed the contract for what for whatever reason you did it, but Jerry Reinsdorf, the Dorf, the owner of the team himself, said to you that if you sign that contract, I will not redo that contract. You will be stuck with that contract. That's it for you until the next contract becomes available. Mm -hmm. He said it was in your best interest not to sign the contract and you still went and did it. (laughs) Was it seven years for seven million? You still did it. Even after he told you, yo, it's a bad contract. If I were you, I wouldn't do it. You should wait one more year. One more year. You done already already waited this long. Mm-hmm. So my, I, I want to know. I'm thinking. I'm, you know, wondering about the situation because I always liked Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen was one of my favorite players growing up. You know, him, Grant Hill, Kevin Garnett, uh, a few others. Right? Are you doing this just to sell a book? You, you slandering one of the greatest players, if not the greatest player of all time, to sell a book? When you had the honor of playing side by side with, you was his two. You were his two. Listen, you ended up you ended up being the greatest two ever. Dude, that there, there is no Jordan without Pippen. Nobody ever argues that. They, We've seen what that looked like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We know what that looked like. And so, therefore, he's already cemented. So, why be angry? You already cemented, bro. That's because that's what I was wondering. Like, yo, are you really upset with Mike? Oh, and here's the other part, right? 
The Last Dance comes out. Mm-hmm. They didn't show this to you before it came out. You ain't seen none of this shit. They just put it out. Nobody, nobody got a chance to see a copy of it. Oh, was it eight, ten episodes? Nobody got a chance to see this shit. Right. You knew this was. You had to know this shit was coming out. So it. it I don't know, man. It don't make no sense to me. He said everything that every part that he was a part of on that documentary. He said what he said. How I don't know. The only way, even if they cut it up and rearrange the footage to make it sound a certain way, he still used the words that he used. So he participated in that documentary. You had to know it was coming out. They 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 got to show it to you. That's you. You thought motherfuckers is gonna come and show up with cameras and interview you, and this should not actually make it out to the public. What'd you do it for? What'd you think they was? Did you thought motherfuckers ain't had number time? This was years in the making, my guy. Exactly. You had to. They had to be like, yo, we, we before we put this out, we want to get your, we want to get your thoughts on the ninety one season, ninety two to ninety three, ninety four, ninety five, ninety six. Like we want to ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight. I mean, we want to sit and talk with you about what happened during during this during these times, and we're calling this the last era. You mean to tell me the whole time they was doing this, you ain't have no input, you didn't get a chance to look at none of this stuff that they were putting together. They just just came to you and gave your opinion on games or something. It, I don't know, man. It don't it don't sit right with me. Cause that dude, they even they sat there and asked that man questions about his own part in his career. Wow, shit about Mike in the game. So he actually gave his backstory. He participated in giving his own backstory. Absolutely, and he spoke on those times where and his family was involved. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm not saying it. To, it didn't make me look. It didn't make Scottie Pippen look weak to me. It just, it just it just it just seemed like <clears throat> as far as business goes, he didn't he want made, to, he didn't want to be exposed from being from making bad business decisions. Which bad was, business decisions, which was already common knowledge. And everybody makes bad business decisions. Everybody did. At most people's first contract is their worst. Bong bong, bong bong, facts plus tax. But you know, it's it's kind of it's interesting to see like and you know saying like your I won't say heroes, but to see like people that you you look at as successful seeing the flaws in some of their success. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that he wanted to be exposed like that, but he didn't realize that he was already exposed. He's he's always like everybody has their own perception, but again, go back to what I was saying about people experiencing you. So like people experience Michael Jordan a certain way, people experience Kobe Bryant a certain way, people experience Scottie Pippen a certain way. So this yeah. is come through like newspaper clippings and magazine articles and t- seeing them on TV. That's how we experience them, right? So like a lot of what he think would be like private information ain't so private. You know what I'm saying? Whereas the stuff that really is truly private, we'll never know. We will never know, but I hope this is all being done to sell a book. I, I hope that's what it is. Hey, but on it. It ain't no use in, in raising all this hell if you don't have at least a, a player in here. Because you're wasting your time and now you're looking foolish. Have a play. You look real foolish. Not only will you look foolish, but if this isn't to sell, if this is to sell a book and it goes wrong, you know it's, it's not just on your legacy. You you know Mike got a Mike is gonna load another one into the chamber. 
you know he the man might load another one into the chamber or he might just walk away from him like yo i don't even fuck with you that i didn't fuck with you like that then you was you was a pussy you wouldn't get in the gym you had headaches all the time you was always claiming something was wrong with you he could come back and do some shit like that yep you were scared of you were scared of the knicks you were scared to play against the, uh, detroit yep. you wouldn't have no headaches you just didn't want to play it could be anything could be any of that dude any of that you can open the door for all kinds of negativity. You know what I'm saying? That's that bullshit, bro. Scotty Pippen, man. I, I I hope it's to sell a book, but that's messy to me. That's still messy. Because I view, I view it from the angle of like, uh, because yeah, Mike got resources and shit like that. That's why he was able to get the documentary done and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? He got the resources and the team. And I'm pretty sure it might not even be his whole fucking idea. Somebody probably pitched the idea to him. And and it sounded dope to him and he ran along with it. And he, he collaborated with somebody that actually made this shit happen. Scotty Pippen got the same type of clout. He got the same type of, cause think about it. He got the same amount of rings. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nigga, you got the same amount of rings. That ain't just Jordan's fucking accolade. Nope. You became one of the 50, 50 greatest players at the time. Nigga, you was on the, you was literally, everybody who played for the Bulls can't say that they was there for all of that. Not only that, but you were one shot away in a one bad call from a referee away from being in the championship that year that Mike wasn't there. Yeah, so you carried them boys. So we know that you can ball, dog. Like, we we know that. <laughs> Nobody questioning that. <laughs> Matter of fact, that's what you did what we expected. Without <laughs> Mike. Without him. Because we knew you could do it. <laughs> and you around this motherfucker slandering this dude. <laughs> That's wild, man. That's craziness. That's wild to me. I I I don't know. I don't I don't know. I, Same, but that's what happened in the hood too, bro. That's what happened in the hood. It's like dudes who used to be in rap groups with dudes and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? They'd be on the same shit. It was like they they hustled together. Dude might know a little something about him, and now he hate this nigga because this nigga got wealthy, and he looking like that nigga don't even deserve to be there. Cause I remember when he was caking up this little chick and blah 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Fine. You know what I'm saying? Just digging up all this dirt. I got all the I got all the dirt on him, man. Do he know what I could do to him? Blah blah blah. Bro, it ain't about that. Get that man some time to get adjusted to his newfound fame and riches. I put you on. You gotta yeah. let people. You gotta give people time. My nigga, <laughs> you can't eat the food before it get hot. <laughs> Quit opening the microwave, my nigga. Man, let me. Can I at least skin the motherfucking animal before you come over here and eat eat it raw? God damn. Real shit. Can I put the meat in some stool before you motherfuckers set the table and shit? God damn, man, you got you entitled right now. Slow your ass down, man. People always think it's a quick fix, huh? Yeah, like, I get it. Your your situation is desperate, but what if your boy didn't make it? What if he didn't do that good? What was you gonna do? That, that's the thing. What were you going to do? Because you still had to work hard to do it. You it's, At some point, you was going to have to put your fit, foot down and do the work. Yep. That's why, like, I, I kind of, like, I admire, like, how, like, the St. Lunatic situation and D12, that era, the uh, G-Unit era, where niggas was like, they let they man rock. They just let him rock and get the deal so they could get everybody some food. You know what I'm saying? Everybody no fighting over who to start. Wu-Tang, same thing. You know what I'm saying? When meth, when meth popped off first, everybody rocked. They were like, all right, we're going to let my man rock and we're going to eat. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers don't think like that, man. Ghostface was jealous of that shit, though, right? Ghostface think, had a problem with that. 
I think he, I think he was more, I think it was more competitive. I don't think it was personal. Okay. I, I think that. I saw an interview and he, he was, he, he said he was a little jealous about that because he was supposed to be that guy or whatever. I think, ended up being mad. Yeah, I think because they, they, like, they deal situations because ODB kind of felt that way about Matt getting the uh, Dev Jam deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying it's a competitive thing, man. Like dudes want to be the star, niggas. You know what I'm saying? They, they, everybody know their potential. They know what they want. You know what I'm saying? They know what their goals are. But you think about it from the angle of like, I think, I think Ghostface, it's all personality. Like Meth, Def obviously got like this broader, uh, he got this broader personality when it comes to entertainment. That's why he he translates into movies and TV so well. You know what I'm saying? And uh. Like Ghostface is so his he has such a larger than life personality. You can't just put him in a movie and you don't think Ghostface. You know what I'm saying? He won't. You can't say, "Hey, Ghostface, we want you to play Larry the uh, Larry the Attorney." Can you play that? And he coming in, "Yo, son, what up, B?" You know what I'm saying? Motherfucker, like, "Yo, no, the character don't talk like that." What are you doing? Right. Take the right. eagle off. Can you put the Can you put on the costume we gave you and take the fucking robe off? <laughs> true you know true I mean? a larger than life personality it's like slick rick you know what i'm saying like some people can kind of do it some people can't it's just all about you know what i'm saying knowing your role knowing your position because everybody in woo eight is just about what they did with with their opportunity and time what were they able to actually like deliver the project that that was going to take them to that where they wanted to be you know what i'm saying like, cause honestly, uh, Met the Man first album wasn't it? Was, his album was dark as shit. Takao was dark as fuck too. Yeah, yeah. It, and it took them to remix a song for him to have a hit single off that album. You know what I'm saying? That you all I need to get by. Cause the original was dark as fuck. I wouldn't even thought that was the type of beat for that kind of song. <laughs> when I heard it, I was like, "What to this?" And then when when Puffy remixed it, I was like, okay, I see. You know what I mean? He went in and was like, no, nah, bro, we need to we need to put something on it. We need to put some some stank on it. That's too dark. Message is there, but we need to be able to uh get we got to get this message to the ladies. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying this song is for the ladies, but I don't think that, I think they they'll never hear this song. Right. They'll, they'll forever skip it. <laughs> Yeah, I think that when they listen to it the way you got it, meth, it sounds like you want you want to slap them at the same time while you tell them slap them and choke them. For real, that's a different crowd of women. Yeah, and even though the women may like that, we don't want to package it like that. We want them to embrace us. Right, exactly. We don't want to come off as fucking masochistic <laughs> women beaters and shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. It's kind of interesting how that shit worked, those different dynamics. And then a few, a couple of them were locked up during that era too, right? You had, I think, was it you God? He was locked up when some of that shit was popping off. Yeah, because I think that's how Capadonna ended up getting kind of introduced into the fold. He was already part of the crew, but he was like, hey, nigga, get in the booth. Yeah, I gotta, uh, I gotta catch up with the episodes on Hulu. I haven't, um, had a chance to sit down and watch them lately because everything that's going on. Fast as hell, man. I saw I was at work watching that shit. I had my phone and my earbuds in. I had my phone sitting up there on the desk and have it going on. And I'm like, this show, every episode, like, and I'm not really, I don't like episodic stuff too much because I don't like to wait week after week to see mm-hmm. something. 
so I mean, it ain't about like this binging it, but sometimes it'd be so good. Like, what I might not even catch it next week. You know what I'm saying? But with it being on Hulu and all that, I was like, okay, I can fuck with it. It's a yeah. Game. You know yeah, I I watched like the first three episodes and then like I got sidetracked, you know. Um, but again, that's when you when you're trying to be productive, you know, that's the that's the goal and that's the objective. So you can't sit there and, and watch watch that shit every day or whatever it may be. But um I do I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it. It's a it's a it's a decent show. It's real artistic. Yeah. This season is more artistic than the first one. I think they really took some some risks as far as like the way they they filmed it and put the story together and shit like that. I think that uh, the next season gonna be kind of crazy. How many episodes is it on now? Do you know? The last episode was I think episode ten or something like that. Oh man, I definitely gotta catch up, bro. I think I stopped at the uh, three or four. I can't remember. Yeah, the last few episodes were dope as hell. Okay. It was real dope. They start really digging into like them going to uh the Jack the Rapper conference in Atlanta and shit like that. All kinds of stuff. You know, like the first deal getting signed, all that shit, man. Them trying to get played on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh them rocking a first show that really got them the uh opportunity to sign a deal. All that shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to tap in. I'm gonna have to tap in. I'll <clears throat> Maybe this weekend, maybe during the course of the uh afternoon, I'll, I'll try to do that. Um, but I got I got to chop up a couple of these episodes and make some video clips and everything. Word up. Yeah, I didn't I didn't do the one for the last one that we just did. That's out right now. Um, and then an episode with uh, Kenyon about trauma part two. I, I didn't do that. It's a lot going on. Right. Yeah. Then they, you know they got your boy moving around. Mm-hmm. You know, validation, son. Uh, in January, the end of January, I'm supposed to be going to 12 hour shifts, but it's gonna be like three days one week, four days the next. And uh, so I have a few more days off a week to actually be a little bit more productive on the personal side of things. So I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Yeah, it's a different different position. You know, just keep advancing. You know, see opportunities for advancement. I'd look at what it take to get it, qualify myself for it, and shoot for it. Yeah. Kobe. I'm trying to I got I got a I got a life goal I need to achieve. And I feel like the only way to get it, I can't sit around here and wait for nobody to hand it to me. So that's not what we do as men and as productive citizens of the earth. We know that we have goals and the only way to reach them is to plan them out and go after them. Thanks. Nothing ever came to anybody standing still and praying about it. Nothing come to a sleeper but a dream. And I don't dream that often. You know I mean? Gotta stay lucid. You know what I'm saying? Keep your eye on the keep your eye on the ball. Yeah. All right, man. I think we done here, bro. Another good one. The great hate. I think we covered enough hate in this episode without uh speaking on a lot of stuff. We could just so y'all know we could have we could have um I got <laughs> we could have went so many different places with this. People would hate us or me. Yeah, it was kind of crazy because I was like I should bring some notes. I just said fuck it, I'm just gonna hit freestyle it. Yeah, I think we know enough about history. Yeah.
I like how all this stuff kind of like correlate and intertwine and like interlace to other you know what I'm saying stuff. It's all related. It's it's all related, man. It's all related. And I think part of the hate that we receive amongst each other was passed to us anyway, right? Through manipulation and psychology of people watching us and paying attention to us and learning how to manipulate us and turn us turn us against each other along the way as well. They said they they study us. We've been studied forever, man. We've been studied right now. They use social media to study us. Yeah. This is social media, social. This is an experiment. Exactly. And some of this shit ain't even being used for what it's supposed to be used for in the, in the reality of things. So, yeah, the original concept is already off the table. They're looking at it from a more, more commercial standpoint now. Yeah. How can we get more out of this? Yep. Because we're 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 consumer minded. Yeah. This is also documentation too, for them. Yeah, because what it is is this they're probably getting way more social data on us now than they've ever gotten in the last hundred years because we're we're giving it all away. Every yep. we feeling, every picture we take, everything, every moment we capture, we we do it with our phone. And our phone is already attached to the internet. So yeah. Every face you make, every facial expression, you might end up being a, ro- a robot in a hundred years. You may die and bring you back as a robot. Yeah. Might become a fucking a AI. You know what I'm saying? They might upload your consciousness to a computer. Absolutely. Upload your likeness to a computer and let you be let you be a, a, a person on a billboard in the future, in a 3D billboard. Yeah. Never know. Yeah. <clears throat> you just don't know, man. I think we about to get on about it here, man. You got anything you want to say? Nah, uh, man, I'm good. I appreciate the, the invite again. Man, you know it's all love, bro. We be having good conversations. Just so y'all know, this is some of the stuff that we talk about when we actually get together. Like, this is just regular conversation for us. This is nothing different. Yeah, this conversation is definitely uh, typical of our normal, you know what I'm saying, banter. Yeah. This is what we would consider a guy session, minus the beat. Oh, I forgot about it. Yes. We can <laughs> it is a guy session, minus the beat. Yep, absolutely. Uh, to close out, remember the mission statement when you're striving for greatness. God never puts you driver's seat if it's taken. Six, my brother, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, all love, all love, bro.